0: welcome to "Picks with the professor the podcast where a real statistics professor
1: and his cousin jared and
0: the third will to this train jake (laughs) if she supports betting tips i am professor sides you can follow me and find all epics on twitter at professor sides you can follow my cousin jared on twitter at cousin jared and you can follow my friend jake on twitter at my friend underscore jake today is friday march 4th 2022 this episode covers today's best college basketball bets except it's not uh we're actually recording this on thursday night so uh if, if this episode feels different it is it might go off the wheels a little bit uh two of the three of us don't really drink so there's minimal alcohol involved here but we're recording this on a Thursday night I'm at a uh, sports analytics conference in Boston so that's hence why we have the different background uh, so we've got a smaller slate for you here on Friday when this episode will drop for you but we're covering this stuff on Thursday it'll be kind of a, a recurring theme because some of the games we don't actually know who's of you don't know who's playing and/or uh, we'll find out literally while we're recording this episode. Uh, in case you're new here, I have built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division One college basketball game. And information along with a graded A, B, or C pick for all of today's games not covered in this episode is available in the Google Sheet linked in the show's description. A picks are the ones I love. B picks are the ones I like, and C picks are the leans. However, please remember that good and bad variance will occur. So, as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. And this is where I'd usually say how we did yesterday, but I don't know because yesterday <laughs> is today.
2: <so. laughs> You gotta tell
1: there, go. but- <laughs> there you go.
0: Jake, I'm gonna turn it to you. What's one thing we should know?
2: So right now is the time you can sleep, right? Sleep while you can, because st- starting tomorrow uh, Saturday, we have got just loaded, loaded Saturday. Um, but just full with all all great games. And then Sunday's got some important games, and after that, tickets start getting punched. So sleep while you can because now's the time to start w- after that you got to watch all the games because you got to know who's in the tournament
0: and what, who you're picking so you can win that little bracket pool you're in. Absolutely, absolutely. Before we get to today's slate, reminder, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Subscribe or follow if you aren't yet. We appreciate that, and it helps us out greatly. Uh, share with a friend if you know others in the game, and drop a comment if you're on Twitter or YouTube. We love those and try to respond to as many as we can. Uh, we're only going to cover three games here in our Game Breakdown segment because there's just not a lot happening on this uh, Friday slate, uh, we're going to start off with 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. Buffalo is at Kent State. Kent State is a two-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 146. And I'm taking two plays on this one. I'm taking Buffalo plus the two-and-a-half. I'm taking over 146 as well. The model thinks that this should be about a pick'em and that the total should be more like 147, so a small edge there on the total, but I think with the way over has been playing, I think I still like this one to get over 146, especially with the way Buffalo has been playing as they've kind of uh, got their mojo rolling a little bit. It's mostly come on the offensive end where their uh, point totals have been getting a, a little out of hand, and I kind of expect the same thing uh, here in this one. Jake, what do you have for us?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm on Buffalo here. They're four and one as an underdog this year, so that, that's kind of big because uh, covering any of these small numbers is great. And then they are a really good offense. They're really putting it together. Um, they're making eight threes a game, and they're hitting them at about a 35% clip, which is fairly solid for a team. Uh, a t- as a team, they're really they really improving, taking care of the ball. They're average uh, averaging about 10 in the last three versus the 13 all year, so they're really showing signs of improvement there which helps helps their offense out which helps them win these games um and they're not a great defense not really even a good defense by any stretch but they do force about 12 turnovers a game so winning the turnover battle helps out and they they guard the three-point arc well um so they kill teams to around right about 30 31 percent from beyond the arc so preventing upsets and helping you upset teams keeping the three ball down really helps um They've beat Kent State by thirteen at 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 Kent State, and their leading scorer, uh, John, Jonathan, anything Williams? <laughs> Not really sure how to spell his name. He's got two e's in it, and looks like Jonathan. Um, but he went for twenty five, and Kent State's leading scorer, Carrie, went, uh, went for nine. I don't. I see that being very repeatable because Kent State is a terrible shooting team. They're hitting thirty one percent from three, so right around where. Buffalo holds them, and their slow pace really ups their turnover percentage. They're turning it over about 18% of the time, giving this really good Buffalo offense a few more possessions. I think Buffalo pushes the pace, gets it over, and controls the pace here and covers this, probably even comes out with a win.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned that first matchup. uh, It was a little bit lower scoring, but that was back when Buffalo wasn't quite playing the same way they've been playing this last month. Cousin Jared, what do you have for us?
1: Uh, so, I mean, y'all just like teed up my my, my points perfectly here. I, I appreciate that. I was that. thinking you might, yeah. Yeah, so, so y'all know exactly where I'm going with this. I am on the over as well, over 146. Uh, yeah, so the last time these two teams played, the total was only 115, uh, but Kent State only shot 19% from three. Buffalo only shot 23% from three. Three. and Buffalo also only shot 42% from the free throw line in that game. So there are a lot of points uh, left on the table there. Um, Buffalo's gone over the 146 number in eight of their last nine games. As the professor mentioned, the offense is really rolling. Uh, and also just some added reassurance there. Uh, the model rarely says play a Buffalo over, you know, it's having a hard time kind of catching up to how well their offense has been playing. But the model actually does say that this is an overplay. So, you know, if you don't trust just the, the last matchup information, go with the model the models even seeing this as an overplay so I feel good about the over 146.
0: yeah you make a good point the model really did struggle Buffalo just like turned a switch and started going over like crazy and it just it's taken the the totals are finally going up and up and up and up and it's finally the models finally realizing like whoa this is a real over team now uh whereas you know a month month and a half ago they they were not and I don't I you know as someone who. Someone who's watching this right now who knows the program probably knows exactly what happened. The coach did something another right. I, I'm not privy to that information, but uh, yeah, they definitely changed up how they're playing, and, and it, I think it's led to better results for them as well on top of it being friendly if you're an overbetter.
2: It seems to me coach let the boys go play instead of trying to force them into something. He just said, okay, this is what you all like to do and leaned into it.
0: From I've watched a few games, so I don't, can't say that for sure, but that's what it feels like to me and if you're wrong I still like what you said it sounds good so we're gonna roll (laughs) with it right so it doesn't really matter yeah (laughs) which takes us to our second game here 7 p.m Eastern, 6 p.m central Richmond at Saint Bonaventure the Bonnies are a three and a half point favorite in a line that makes absolutely no sense to me I've got an a pick on Richmond Getting three and a half points, we faded the Bonnies a lot. It's mostly worked out pretty well for us. I think Richmond has a good chance to go on the road and get the win. If not, keep it close and cover the three and a half. So whether you like to split your bet between money line and taking the points, or whether you just want to play a little safer, take the points, or just go money line, I think you got a lot of good options with Richmond here. And I'm also going to take the over 138. We've got fewer games here, so I'm going to give you more picks. Right, I like Richmond plus three and a half. I like over 138. The model thinks. It should be about 140 in what should be a coin toss game. It's projecting about a 70 to 70 type game. Uh, so I think over 138 makes a lot of sense here. Jake, what do you got for us?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going on Richmond. I mean, we've talked about it all year. St. Bonaventure's thin. St. can't An injury could be disastrous for them. Well, they had that happen. The guy missed. One of their starters missed last game. They lose by 17 to VCU. And where VCU likes to push the pace, he's questionable for this Richmond game. So that that's – I mean, he's not going to come back at 100%. So now you're leading on a bench that they may have played a 40-minutes total during the year. So it, it's going to be real tough for them to lean on one of those guys that's just not been in this position. Uh, Richmond's coming off an absolutely heartbreaking loss to uh, Dayton, which I was happy about. But that put money in our pocket. But, you know, they've won – the previous matchup by 10, they're they really and they really didn't shoot the ball well. They taught 26% from three and only and only made six threes when they averaged closer to nine. So I think there's plenty of room for them to win this game and win it fairly easy. I think with the way everything's going. Um Burton, who's an incredible player for him, went off for 36. Richmond had zero clue what the or St. Bonaventure had zero clue what to do with him. They couldn't figure it out so i think that's going to happen again um like and they don't turn the ball over and that's really the most impressive part here they're 10th in the nation with 9.8 a game and then that works out to only 14.2 of their percent of their possessions so they they really value the ball and we've seen that with other teams like main teams like wisconsin and uh that when they value the ball like that and you don't give the other team possession you can win at any kind of pace and so I think that's what's going to happen here. And I think they're even going to push the pace here to kind of get into that same Bonaventure bench.
0: That makes a lot of sense. You mentioned that last game for the Bonnies. I, I did watch that one have it on audio for a little bit. And I believe the quote from the head coach was something to the extent of the lack of depth isn't an issue until it's an issue or it was some quote along those lines and i was like man that is just living on the edge it should have came back to bite them, uh in that last game and i think it's got a good chance to do it again uh, cousin jared will
1: you have for us well, since this is a basketball podcast, so you you've already had two double doubles. I, I think that that yep. would be called a quadruple double. So let's make it there a go. sextuple double here. Okay, I'm, yeah, I am going with. I'm taking the points with Richmond here, and I'm going the over 138. Uh, all both of you made much better points than I could. I would just say if I had to lean one way, I would probably lean towards the over 138 in this spot, um, just because again overs have been doing so well the past month really um that i just couldn't pass up a a total at this number getting that kind of edge so again i I like taking the points with richmond and the over but if i had to choose one i I would take the over 138.
0: yep that makes a lot of sense and then the last game here for our game breakdowns before we get to some of our gimmicks at the end uh southern illinois at drake and what might be the game of the night should be a close one should be an interesting one drake is a short three and a half point. Favorite that does say at, it's not at, it's a neutral site game, so I should say versus. Total of 127. This is in the uh, conference tournament there for them. I'm doing, yeah, two more picks for you here. I've got Drake. Minus three and a half. I think they can get outside of that field goal to two dogs early. I'm taking the favorite here. And then I've got over 127. The model thinks it should be more like 129. I'm a little bit more nervous about this total. And you may talk about this as well. I'm a little more nervous because we've seen with conference tournament games, the totals get really variable in general they tend to be a little bit lower but then teams play a little more conservative with respect to the tie so the probability of the game goes to overtime increases or in some teams cases goes three overtimes right we've got a couple of those already it seems like um, and so you end up with some of these overtime games going crazy high but then you have some that teams just really clamp down and play super conservative so the totals kind of get a little more variable in these conference tournaments. Uh, but the number here, it, it just seems like it's a little too low and that we should be taking the over there. Um, Jake, what do you have for us? Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm with you on Drake, and it scares me on this one. They, <laughs> like, they these teams have played twice before. The road team won each time. Drake lost by one and then one by two, or one by one and then lost by two. They Like, the last game of the regular season was the last matchup in Southern Illinois, one by two. So, man, this is going to be a really good game to watch. These two teams are really going to go at it. Um, but I think the difference here is Drake seems to be a little more balanced team. Um, Southern Illinois really uh, depends on De- Domask. He, uh, one of the, it's really really good. But he leads them in almost every category. I think besides assists, he and steals. He's because he's a big guy. He's points, rebounds, blocks, and everything else. And he shoots the ball very well. Um, Drake actually has the 45th ranked in offense in terms of efficiency, and they're a really good free-throw shooting team here. In the last three, they're hitting 82, almost 83%. So I think those kind of numbers are going push to push this one over and then with a little bit of help here in the conference tournament, like a little more extra motivation to get there because I think that last game there wasn't much for standings. They knew they were playing each other. Like, again, you're most likely going to play each other here again, so I think neither team is really trying to do much. Yeah. Um, but the the biggest difference, and this is what I'm leaning on, is the free throw shooting. Like I mentioned, Drake being at 86, Southern Illinois is on the opposite, and they're at 69. So I'm hoping those points kind of come over, and a few turnovers go Drake's way, and and they get it. But this like this line scares me. I think they've the books have pegged it pretty close to where it should be, and it's it makes me nervous.
0: Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Like I said, I'm laying the three and a half, but the my my uh, model makes it just under four and a half. So there's not a huge edge there. So I think you're right. I think the books are pretty close. I think there's a little bit of value on Drake, but uh this this number opened at three, and I like three a whole lot more than I like three and a half, just because three is a is a very common ending for tight
1: games. Because yeah. Jared what do you have for us? Okay, so just a quick recap on everything we just talked about there. So, Professor, we're up to an octuple double at this point. I, I don't even know anymore. At some point, you're gonna <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> come up okay. with words. I, I don't even know. Okay, sure. But we're up to an octuple double now. Yeah, and 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 Jake, you're you're scared. I, I got I got that that from you, right? Um, so I'm scared of my pick on this game too. Um, I am going the over 127. I can't pretend like I feel great about it, uh, and I'm going to give you some information here and. It may not make you feel any better, the listener, about it either, but I'm going to give you the information. <laughs> so, in conference play, Southern Illinois has had games go under the total by 12 points, 17 points. 20 and a half, 41 and a half points and 35 points. So that seems wow, cousin Jared, you are crazy. Why are you taking the over in this game? Well mostly because the model says to but they also had games go over the total by 12 and a half, 26 and a half, 16 and a half nineteen and a half and 25 and a half points. So all of this to say, Who knows? The model says go over. So I'm going with it. Uh, The only thing I can say is you will probably know the outcome of this play like five minutes into the second half. And so you can just tidy it up, take it home early. Uh, You won't have to watch the whole game.
0: I was going to I was going to say that's the benefit to taking the total in this one. It's a later start, right? If you're on the East Coast, it's a 930 start if you're central time 830 start. But yeah, by halftime, you have a pretty good idea because based off what you just said, it's either going to be, you know, 21 to 19 at the half or it's going to be 41 to 39 at the half. (laughs) You're going to be like, I've either got my money, I can ignore it or there's no way I'm going to bed. This one's a (laughs) loser. Exactly. All right, and that takes us to our solo Jake segment, a little bit of a different twist on this one today. I'm just going to let you have the floor, Jake, and see what you have for us.
2: Yeah, since, since we're doing this night before, there's no lines that really pick out that we haven't covered that it make me feel really good that I want to put my reputation on the line here. But I, I mentioned these three or three or four games here that are really big, are really important games. You've got uh, Murray State playing SEMO and – no clue what the line is. They haven't released that yet, but it's a huge, very important game. The 1st bit bid-thief opportunity for SEMO, because Murray State's in. Um, I, I don't know how much drive they have to win this. They won the first matchup with SEMO about 26 or 27, something crazy up there. It was like they put up over 100 on them. And then they won the last one on a furious comeback by two and only scored 70. So and But there wasn't much for them to play for. And like I said, there's not much other than the conference championship chip that they've won several times um on the line here so there's a chance simo sneaks in and do it i think murray has it and they've got kj williams who's probably one of the best not talked about players out out there and so he, he's fun to keep an eye on he'll, he'll be big in march in the madness tournament but and then we got loyola chicago and bradley this one's wild so the line's at six right now which is about where it should be both games have gone uh We're a difference of seven with them splitting during the year. Bradley winning the last one. Um, And if Bradley wins this, Loyola Chicago's tournament hopes are done. I believe most people have them right there on the last four in. So I think if they lose this, they're done. And so it's a very important game with a team they've had a hard time with because when Loyola won, it went to overtime for them to win by seven. Loyal is the better team and should handle their business, but Bradley is, for some reason, got their number this year. I don't know matchup-wise or not. And then North Carolina A&T and Longwood is just interesting because the only one loss that Longwood had all year in conference was to North Carolina A&T. So I don't know why. I don't don't really care for North Carolina A&T. They've made me a little bit of money this year. haven't really watched them. Longwood should handle it very easy. Um, but it's just interesting for they, they have to go through the only team in conference that beat them. And then what's looking to be like Belmont and Moorhead, it's going to be a big, big game because um, that the only hope for either team to get in is to win the tournament. And so that this is going to be super important for either team to win. Um, and hopefully they're hoping for Semo Cause that's a very, that's a much easier game to run in the Murray. Uh, the. And so, and I think the OVC is kind of hoping for that too, to possibly get two teams in instead of just the one. Yeah. Uh, so it's big there. I don't know what the line will be there because the Morehead games not over yet. Uh, but it's it's not over. But it's over. Last I looked, it was pushing close to twenty. Um, so I, I think they've got it in, in the bag. But it's just a big game to keep an eye out for because right now you're starting to get bid thieves and things like that, and could be fun for March Madness starting early
0: yeah i think that belmont moorhead game will be interesting i think it might be one of the most fun games of the night if uh murray state takes care of business it may not mean a lot because it may just be who gets to lose to murray in the championship game but uh, or otherwise i think you know both of those teams are clearly the second third best teams in the conference um but obviously they're a clear step behind murray state and since everything is wonky on this episode anyway i'm going to throw a real wrench of the things in the solo jake segment i'm going to give you all a pick i'm going over loyola in that game loyola bradley 130 and a half uh we talked about the uh, totals and conference tournament plays being a little bit shakier, but that number I think is too low. Loyola is a team that slows down the pace, but I think the way that, that Bradley has played them, I think this number goes over 130 and a half. So uh, just because everything's wonky, I'm giving you a professor pick here in the
2: solo jig segment. I, I think in the two previous games they were up closer to 140. I know the overtime game was
0: over 140, but I think the second one was like in the mid-60s Yep, for both of yep. them. And that takes us to our overtime A plays. It's A play singular. I have one Eastern Michigan at 6 p.m. Central. I'm taking them plus eight and a half at Miami of Ohio. Both teams have been a letdown. They've both underperformed my model expectations by an average of about two points per game. So Eastern Michigan hasn't been good to us, but Miami of Ohio hasn't either. I think eight and a half is a good number here. I think it's more likely that the fouls at the end of the game, because we assume Miami will win, don't take us over that number. So I like eight and a half. If it's down to seven, that's a number I don't like nearly as much. But I think Eastern Michigan can hang in there, lose by single digits, and then at that point I'm just crossing my fingers, it's not nine, because that sort of thing always seems to happen. And I've got a B-side for you, my best B-side. Uh, for our Friday evening here, 5 p.m. Central. I'm taking another MAC game. Ball State minus two at Western Michigan. I'm three and one backing Ball State, and I'm two and six fading them. So life has gone better when I've been on this side of Ball State. So I like backing them rather than fading them. It's a short number. I think they go on the road and get the job done. Jake, you've already had your spiel. You have no buzzer beaters for us. Because, Jared, you
1: have one that you want to talk about. I do have one. Let's go to one of my favorite basketball conferences, and honestly, probably the most underrated big conference out there. I'm talking about the Big South, people. Uh, let's get pointy with our afternoon. Let's go over 145 and a half in Charleston Southern in South Carolina upstate. Charleston Southern, the over is five and one the past six games, so let's keep that going. Over 145 and a half in that game. Hey, that's a fun uh, tournament
2: do. to watch three three of the four games with the overtime and then charleston southern one on a buzzer beater so that's you know tournaments fun to watch Mid- middle of your day take a lot longer lunch and
0: throw that game on and
2: see what's going on
0: yep a couple couple afternoon games tomorrow at least that makes the friday slate a little bit better tomorrow today right you're watching this today I, again everything's wonky with this recording the night before <laughs> that's all we've got for you thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the professor reminder check out that google sheet for picks and totals on all today's games not covered in this show if you haven't to yet click that subscribe button to get a new episode every weekday and saturdays during the college basketball season dropped right into your feed same setup for Saturday show it'll be a recorded show but comment on the show drop us a note on twitter we'll spawn back and let you know how we're feeling about all of the games on Saturday we'll see you tomorrow and silva remember you need your betting money but please don't bet your eating money